you did not listen to a lot of Chris Rock back in the 1990s. Not really. <clears throat> I wasn't like really interested in his comedy stuff, to tell you the truth. I remember when the Bring the Pain came out. Uh-huh. And he was talking about, well, you know, of course I'm going to butcher this. Yeah. But Nicole Brown got killed by OJ. Yeah. He might have phrased it a little bit differently. Yeah, yeah. And he's like... And Ron Goldman was her boyfriend because who just like randomly brings back a pair of glasses that somebody left at a restaurant? He's like, you could leave a little kid, you could leave your baby at a restaurant and they put it in the coat room. The coat room. And then he's like, you know, all these black people I know were like, we won, we won. He's like, I keep looking at my mail. I still haven't gotten my free OJ prize. (laughs) I had to laugh at that one. I bring this up. Mm -hmm. Because you apparently have been researching the O.J. Simpson case. Not re- I mean, this was a story on Dateline, and it, it was titled um, the O.J. Sim- the, I think it was called the O.J. Sim- Sim- Simpson case and what you didn't know. Okay. Um, and obviously, I didn't know a whole lot because at the time this was going on, I was entering the eighth grade, and I wasn't thinking about the O.J. case. But it was on everywhere. It like they on- interrupted cartoons for this trial. They didn't interrupt cartoons. Yeah, they did. Really? Oh yeah. Okay, how would you know? I was I was a little kid, babes. I was trying to watch oh, kids TV back then. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, I wasn't really keeping up with it. I knew about the bloody glove. I knew about the bloody um. Oh. Uh, the pool of blood that uh both Ron and Nicole were in. It was a horrible, horrible scene. Throats were slashed and everything. It was terrible. Um. Any eyeglasses, and I think there was another glove that was found that was bloody, too. Um, I didn't know, and then they were talking about Brian Cato Kalen. You know that guy? Of course. He's supposed to be the actor? He was basically a hanger-on. Um, so, Marsha Clark was saying on Dateline that she thought that, that basically Brian joking, um, joking with the, um, the uh, people in the gallery and everything was basically saying, um... OJ is going to get off free and I'm going to be a star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is basically what she was saying. Like, oh, he was just, you know, even though um, he lived in a bungalow that wasn't too far from where he was. He lived in the right. guest house. In the guest house, yeah. On, I want to say, Nicole's property. It yes. might have been OJ's because I know that they were divorced at the time, but they were still, you know, maybe some booty calls going on. But he lived at, at one of their guest house and... OJ did like a fitness video for Playboy a couple of months before really? the actual murders. Yep. And the only reason I bring that up is they shot it at one of their houses and Kaylin is in the background for a couple of the shots, apparently. Oh, okay. I never watched it, but I heard about it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. Um, no, I think Nicole at this time, by this time, wanted. No, no, wait, wait. They did say something that they tried to get back together and just didn't work out. In the in the two years before she died, they tried to get back together and they broke up again. Tried to get back together, but it just wasn't working out. And um, and they were talking about um how OG at the time was only dating white women. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Okay. I I didn't know that. Well, he can date whoever he wants, but. Yeah, but they were trying to use they so so um they where I left off is where they were trying to um use the race card to get OJ off 
by um, higher, uh, getting an all-female jury and an all-female black jury. And, I, and it's interesting because I didn't know that because even though I was paying attention to the trial, yeah, I didn't really pay that much mind to the makeup of the jury. But I will tell you this. I believe it was the night that they announced the not guilty verdict. If yeah. it wasn't then, it was like a day or two after. Yeah. I want to say Barbara Walters interviewed Robert Shapiro, who uh-huh. was one of O.J. Simpson's attorneys. Yeah. And he basically said that they played the race card during the trial. Yeah, I think one of the, uh, I don't know what his, it might have been Johnny Cochran or somebody in the story said, yeah, that's what they, that that's the tool that they use to get him off. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I think you're, you're right about that. Now, having said that, they were his lawyers and they weren't just hired there to, you know, come in and have a party. They yeah. were hired to get him off. So yeah. in that sense, they did a good job. They did. Yeah. But they used race to do it it seemed like they had to go with whatever they could yeah 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 uh but anyway that 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 was something i really didn't know because i wasn't paying attention to the race part of it i was paying attention to the car chase marcia clark was upset because people were cheering that he uh you know that he was trying to escape these cops that was a big thing I know, and 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 people are watching him on I five, running away with a gun held to his head, and they were they weren't sure if he was going to kill himself or somebody else, and uh, and they didn't even and when they found us out in the beginning about Ron and Nicole, they thought that maybe he was killed also, so yeah, interesting stuff. It is, but it was like all over the news at the time. So for me as a little kid, we've discussed this before. I thought it was a bit boring. But if we go into the racial aspects, there were questions about whether or not Mark Furman was a racist cop. Mm -hmm. And this is only a couple years separated from the L.A. riots. Uh So I don't really know if that question's ever been resolved to the best of you know, my abilities. Yeah. I think he said that he liked to use the N word or Johnny oh. Cochran got that out of him. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't, I didn't really, I wasn't really interested in that aspect of it. Mm. I, I didn't really uh, study that. Cause I'm like, okay, what does that have to do with, with uh, OJ uh, killing or not killing Nicole and Ron Goldman? Which, well, it has to do with it because it's, whether or not you can get somebody off. No, 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 no. I get that. Okay. But I mean, the Mark Furman thing, I wasn't paying attention to. Because if he's a racist cop. Yeah. I tend to fall into that category that he is only because of what we know about racial issues and police officers. He could have planted some evidence. Now, I, I believe that he was a racist cop, but I don't know if he put anything at the crime scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he did. Yeah. Because you could be a racist cop and still be an O.J. Simpson fan. Right. I guess. You know. Because um, Mark Furman, old enough gentleman to remember when O.J. played football. Uh-huh. So he might have been a fan and not playing at anything and still been racist. And that was around the time where him and Nicole were, um, I think, that's when that's that's around the time that they were married. They divorced a couple years earlier. 
What? What? Wait. What was around? No, his early football career. No, they got. She was the second wife. No, I'm talking about when they got. No, I know that, but when they when they got married, um, I think he was still playing football. Incorrect. He was out of it. He was a sports commentator and an actor. At he that got point. married. They got married in 1985. I know, and he stopped playing. I want to say in the late 70s. Was he? Yeah, and he was I, a commentator for Monday Night Football, I believe, around the time that they hooked up. Oh, okay. What else? Why, yeah. How would you know? You're not a sports. How would Bob? Well, I don't know. I don't know either. I guess I'll take your word. Ask Miss A. When did OJ Simpson play football? If you don't believe me, Alexa, when did OJ Simpson play football? So she said, drafted in 69, played for 11 seasons. That means that his career roughly ended around 1980. But, he, but, I, but I am correct when I say that he did meet Nicole um, in uh, right before he ended, uh, right before he got out of football, I think. Okay, well, you said that they got married in 85. He did, but I wasn't sure exactly if he was still playing football then. Well, apparently he wasn't. <laughs> Okay, smarty pants. Okay, smarty pants. I am telling you. You can do math, Bob. Bob. I love you, babes. Mm. One of his daughters died at the age of two. Really? For I didn't even know that. His first wife. This was in the 70s. Oh. I think what happened is she was playing around in the backyard and fell into their pool. <gasps> yeah. I didn't even know about this that. Was, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And obviously, he was still playing football back then. Wow. Mm -hmm. That is so sad. Yep. Wow. I don't care who the celebrity is. I feel so bad when their little um, child dies of a, a freak accident. Like, um, Mike Tyson's four-year-old daughter yep. died uh, by the um, because of a treadmill accident. Well, you know what we and, could do, babes? What? We could reach out to OJ because I know he's pretty active on Twitter and say, hey, I'm really sorry. I just heard about the death of your uh, first daughter. And I just want you to know that I, I feel bad for you. I know it's so many years later, but I don't know if you ever really get past the loss of a child. Oh, my goodness. What? I don't want to reach out to him. Why not? You feel bad for him now. I feel bad for anybody who loses a child like that. Even Mike Tyson. Okay. E even uh, Bobby Brown. Let me ask you a question. What? We're going to get political, but not at this moment. But did you feel... I prefer that we, we don't. Okay, but did you feel bad for Joe Biden when you found out about his son's death? Of course. Wow. Of course. I feel bad for anyone who loses a child. Wow. Because um, his, his, both his, wife, his first wife died and, um, and, and his daughter died yep. too. And, and then his, uh, his son Bo died, of mm -hmm. course. Of course, I don't even care what political leaning they are. Uh -oh. I don't. I don't care. I mean, anyone uh. who loses a child, I can only imagine how difficult that is. Yeah. Um, when my uncle died, uh, I've never met his mom, but okay. um, she was too old uh, to go to the funeral, and she just couldn't go. Um, I don't know. Uh. I forgot. I don't think he was the oldest in his family, but he was. Um, I think he was very close to his mom, and he he was she wasn't able to make it to the memorial. And I, 
I can't even imagine what she was going through. It's crazy because up until like a hundred years, it was common for parents to outlive their children. And that's why people back in the old days used to have like 10 kids is because they knew like half of them would die before they became adults. <clears throat> How do you feel about this? Well, you have to put into consideration because a hundred uh, years ago, there probably wasn't uh, a whole lot of crime. Though there's still crime, but it's not the way that we see it today. Okay. Right? So, uh, and many things can be factors in killing kids like crime, um, freak accidents, um well i know the okay. diseases was a big thing back then yeah so if they didn't <clears throat> die from crime they were dying from disease, diseases but even moms were dying um from childbirth yeah because people didn't know that you should wash your hands yep and some doctors would go straight from the morgue to deliver a baby and they wouldn't even put on gloves so oh. they stick like bloody hands oh. that were just in some guy's corpse inside this woman's vag <laughs> and grab out the kid I almost said the P word, but I decided against it. I know what that is. Oh, do you want me to say that instead? No, I okay. know what it is. Okay, go ahead. Bubs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gross to think about that, isn't it? It is. No anesthetic. There, there was no anesthesia back then. So I hear that losing a child is a big thing. Of course. But at the same time, it used to happen a lot and people still made it through their lives. They made it through it, but I would imagine that they're still, you know, even though they made it through it, it's probably one of the hardest thing that a, things that a parent that a parent would go through because they think, oh, I, I should be, I should be dying first, mm. and I shouldn't be. I wish I shouldn't have to bury my child. My child should be the one burying me. Yeah, that's that's what I think about. Fair enough. Or when a child loses a parent, that has to be very, 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 um, very sad. You mean if they're a little kid? Doesn't matter how old they are. Um, if if they're a little kid or 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 if they're a teenager, I think that would be um the toughest thing. Yeah. To have to go through. So, um, and both my cousins were teenagers when their dad died. Oh. So, I can't even imagine that. Yes. Yeah. Well, good. You don't have to imagine it. Okay. Well, it's going to happen one day, Bub. Yeah, but you're no longer a teenager. I know, but even if it, even if I'm, you know, way into my 50s, I'm still going to be sad about it. Oh. Bub. Okay, babe. Be a little, be a little more sensitive. I'm very sensitive, babe, so I don't want your mom or your dad to die. Is that true? I would prefer that, you know, <laughs> they spend time in the philippines so they can spread the good word about donald j trump but i do, do i want them to die no what stop it sorry babe, you're just mocking my family bubs <laughs> no i'm not i no no, 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 no babes what did i just say what did i just say i don't want your parents to die no. and i want them to spread the good word about trump i don't even know if my dad supports donald trump bubs he does and my dad and my mom wouldn't be caught dead together i know but the philippines isn't just like your parents are there it's a big place isn't it it's a big country, Bubs, with uh, over 7,000 islands. Okay, so I'm guessing at this, but correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. My assumption is that since your parents got divorced mm -hmm. and your mom allegedly moved back to the Philippines, that she has never ran into your dad somewhere. No, because she knows where he, she knows <clears throat> where um, 
their uh their houses yeah right? my grandparents house was so, so no she wouldn't have because she's on uh, another part of the region yeah so they're also a distance away from each other yes so that's why i want them to you know oh, bubs. both live and bubs what no, you're mocking. No, I'm not. You say sorry. Sorry, babes. I guess I don't want them to live. No, I never said that. Oh, oh. Okay, good. I, I do want them to live. <laughs> and I'll be praying for them. And, and if But if they left you in the but, will, I'll be praying uh, a little bit less hard. But, Bubs. No, what's up? You don't even know how to pray, so you're just mocking. Oh, I know how to pray. No, babes. you're mocking, boy. I love you, babes, and I know how to pray. I don't kiss mocking. <clears throat> Neither do I, babes. Neither do I. But yeah. Well, I hope not. I don't, babes. I'd have to really consider our relationship if you did. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're going to love this. What's that? I watched, I believe it was Sunday night, a video mm -hmm. on YouTube from the Be Kind Rewind uh, channel. Be kind rewind. Yes. Really? It's yeah. this lady who's sometimes a little bit too lib for me because he always talks about the patriarchy and how white privilege and whatnot. But and that men are evil people. Not evil, but you know uh, she references the patriarchy a lot. And it's a lot uh, of times it feels like it's an excuse. Yeah. To me. Okay. But I also am a white dude. But I'm a white dude with a disability. Anyways. <laughs> Oh, okay. Now it's woke within a woke, uh, a, a, a woke okay. video. Well, that, okay, let comedy. me tell you the thing because you're going to love this. Okay. After I say this, you are going to become a huge Deborah Winger fan. Why? Well, I'm going to tell you why. They were. T she was talking about Shirley MacLaine's career. Yeah. And about terms of endearment. Yeah. How that basically brought her back, right? Oh, is that how you ended up finding the video? No, actually, it was weird. It just so happened to get recommended to me. Wow. I didn't even Google Shirley, Shirley MacLaine. Wow. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. She's going through all these sources. I, I think the little lady who does it is really well-researched, and I've watched a lot of her videos. And despite my earlier complaint, yeah, I actually think that overall her videos are really cool. Yeah. Anyways, she talks about terms of endearment uh -huh. and apparently Shirley McLean has put out a few memoirs and one of them yeah she goes into detail about how she didn't get along with Deborah Winger on uh -huh. the set of terms yeah. of endearment wow and one of the examples was yeah. <clears throat> there was one day where they were talking about how to do a scene yeah Deborah Winger turns her back to Shirley uh -huh. pulls up her, I guess, dress and uh, farts in her face what? and walks out of the room. Are you serious? That's what was said in the video. <laughs> I have to laugh at that one. Yeah, see, I thought uh, that would make you a bigger fan of her. I don't... Why? Because I know you're... No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I do not. No, you don't do that, but I know how much you love farts. No, I so. don't. Why would you say that? Okay, you're a mocking boy. No, again. I'm no, not. You're mocking I'm just with farting again. girl. No, I'm, I'm with not. the gassy girl. <laughs> no. Hey, I'm with the gas. No, I do not like that. Okay, I thought Pubs. you. <laughs> that doesn't make me like Deborah Winger uh, more. That just makes me laugh at Deborah Winger even more. Cause nice. I... <laughs> well, good. She did. She did that. On the set of Terms of Endearment, oh. according to Shirley MacLaine's book. Ugh. Yeah. That'll make me not want to work with um, somebody like that <laughs> again. Yes. Wow. Huh. 
Well, well, well I guess um, the, the tension you felt uh, in the movie is actual tension in real life. Yeah, I don't think that Deborah Winger makes films anymore. <clears throat> I mean, I could be wrong with that. I kind of thought she was a little goofy. <clears throat> okay. Uh, not goofy, but I thought she was at times really cray-cray in the movie. Yeah, she might be that way in real life. I don't know. if she's. I think she's still Yeah, she's still she alive. Is. Yep. I think she's 65. Oh. oh she old. Yeah, she is. Old, old lady. And still fun from what I hear. Oh. <laughs> hey, what happened to, uh, uh, what happened to Flap? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, it, it, is he dumb or dumber? What happened to Jeff Daniels? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, we're going to get to the movie later we on. We talked about that last week, didn't we? Did we? No, we didn't. Oh, we didn't. We didn't talk about any of the movies last week. We talked about the first two that we saw. Yeah, the uh, the Bachelor and the Bar- Bobby Soccer. And then the other one from that night, which I don't remember. I don't think... No, I don't think we did it. I don't think we talked about um, the movies we saw on Saturday. Okay, which was Terms of Endearment and... The Iron Giant. That's right. Okay, I could have sworn we discussed this. No, we didn't because um, that was a crazy, busy weekend for the both of us. Yes, we'll get to them eventually. Yes, we yes. have a lot to talk about today. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, it was good talking to you, babes. Hey! Bye-bye. No. What? I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> what was that about? I don't know. <laughs> we were talking this morning when I came over. Can I bring it up? As long as we don't dwell on this subject right. over again, jo- over and over again. Joseph P. Biden apparently... It's hit- not P. I thought it was. It's Robinette Biden. Joseph Robinette. Why did I think his middle initial was P? I don't know. <laughs> Robinette? Yeah, that's his middle name. No, that's like a joke thing. No, it's huh? not. It's not. It's Joseph Robinette Biden. There's no P in his name. I'll take your word for it. But... Go ask him. Go go ask uh, the dot. Alexa, what's Joseph? Ah, Alexa, what's Joe Biden's middle name? Wow, she said Robinette. Okay. And Bob, I don't know. I, yeah, apparently you weren't paying attention to his name. I remember that Ted Cruz did say that about him in an interview, but, you know, he's lying Ted for a reason, so I just didn't think it was true. I would agree. No, it's it's not P, it's R. Okay. Joseph R. <clears throat> Biden. Yeah. Well, anyways, he is apparently against freedom now because he released a lot of nonviolent criminals yesterday. For, you know, but they, they're in there for a good reason. They had a plant that a lot of people don't think would be legal, so... <laughs> Okay, oh, all right, no, no, let, let me say my real opinion instead of pretending to be a conservative. What? Okay, now you're fighting again, Bob. <laughs> fighting wood. Hey, I'm poor freedom, oh, so yo, we yo should keep them in jail, boy. okay? You're mocking boy. All right, all right, give me a kiss. No mocking. All right, give me boy. the mocking boy. No, again. you are not bad. You are not good boy. All right, give me you're the never not good boy. <coughs> you say saw we. Saw we. Okay, okay. All right. I'll bite your nose. All right. <laughs> oh, my. Ouch. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I believe. Well, okay. Let me say what he did, and then I'll try to provide a little bit of context to this. Uh, we hung out yesterday. I come home, 
and I see a video from Kyle on Secular Talk because, of course, I did. Of course, right? you did. And I think the title was "Breaking News: Biden uh, Pardons All Nonviolent Marijuana Marijuana Criminals" or something like that. Uh-huh. Could have the title a little bit wrong. Yeah. And I turned on the video, and he did. He pardoned like several thousand people who were in prison for non-marijuana-related crimes, and he took it a couple of... Subs- did you say non-marijuana-related I'm, I'm sorry, non-violent crimes related to marijuana. I'm <laughs> dyslexic, babes. <laughs> I did say that. Excuse. Boom. It's because my brain works faster than everybody else's. No, your brain is a little <clears throat> bit... Okay. No. But... <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love you. Yeah, I love my sword, I didn't say that. Okay. I wasn't slow. But he, which alone is a great, great thing. But Biden actually went a few steps beyond this. He encouraged, because he can only do it at the federal level, but he encouraged all governors who have people, prisoners in their state based on nonviolent marijuana offenses to do the same thing. He also said that there shouldn't be a stigma attached to people who were in prison for marijuana crimes. And he said that we should seriously look at rescheduling marijuana because right now it's considered a more dangerous drug than cocaine. And it's considered on the same level as things like heroin. Um, now, if you know anything about Joe Biden's history, he was even more hawkish on the war for the war on drugs than Ronald Reagan was back in the 1980s. So for him to make this about face, any president to do this is a huge thing, but for him to do it is it's unprecedented. Like, and I, I know that he told Bernie Sanders that he would do this because he wanted progressives to vote for him. But nobody really thought that he would follow through on this campaign promise. It was like, oh, yeah, he's saying he's going to do this. Yeah, a lot of people say they're going to do this. The fact that he did this, it's huge. This is amazing. This, this, and I told you this. In June, I was so disillusioned with Biden that I thought to myself, if he runs against Trump in 2024, I'd almost have to vote for Trump. Now, this was also when the emails came out from Andy Bashir saying that he was getting pressure for Biden to put a pro-life judge on the state Supreme Court. And I, my rationale at the time was, if we're going to get Trump's policies without Trump, why not just vote for Trump? But then Biden started doing a few good things here with student debt and a few other things. And I thought... That's not going to happen. I thought, oh, okay. No, it's not. What? Uh, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, um, uh, go in depth with student debt because not, that's not what we're talking okay, about. So, but that's not gonna happen. All right. Well, I'm, I, they're trying to fight back against it. I know that, but he tried, and so far it's holding up. And I thought to myself, I still can't vote for Biden, but I'm not gonna vote against him. <laughs> right. Uh, but when this thing came out. Hold on. I'm telling you my perspective. <laughs> and I'm laughing at your perspective. You want me to laugh when you give your <laughs> no, rebuttal? No, I'm just, I'm just, no, I'm no, no. I'm okay. just, I'm just being real here. I'm not. <laughs> when this thing came out yesterday, I sat down 
One, I couldn't believe, even though I, I think Kyle's great, I had to watch a few more videos and read a couple more articles to see if this was the truth. And then I really thought about it, and I thought to myself, this is so huge. I still don't want to vote for Biden in 2024. But if he is the Democratic nominee, I won't be excited about it, like, hey, I get to vote for Joe Biden. But I can hold my nose and vote for him. Because he actually did something here. <laughs> and he's actually doing a few good things with unions, too. Can I say my rebuttal now? Yeah, you can say your rebuttal. Number one, I don't think he's going to run. Um, nobody wants him to run. I He hasn't... Uh, I don't think he made a statement that he was going to run. And I think by the, by the time 2024 rolls around, I think his mind will be so gone that... He'll forget that he is running. May I clarify the him running thing real quick? Yeah. He has said that he's going to talk with his family about it over the holidays. And he's going to announce in 2023, in January, whether or not he's going to run. Now, I still don't think he should run. No. But if he does, I will vote for him. But keep going. Um, Number two, I, and this is my opinion, I, I wouldn't be singing his praises just yet. Because what, what I could see from Joe Biden... um. I don't trust anything he says. Um, I don't think he's going to work with the people at all. I don't think he really knows what the people really want. And um, as far as the uh, nonviolent criminals out of jail now, I, I personally think he wants to take credit for the First Step Act, which was implemented by President Trump. And I thought that was a good thing, but now... He did the same thing that he that uh, Trump did for Alice Marie Johnson, who was sentenced to life for drug possession. Which it's obviously I it's it's very very um, ridiculous how that happened. I don't know how that happened, but she she got her life together. She got sober. She never committed any violent crimes, and she was released because of him. And oddly enough, Kim Kardashian. Um, and, I'll, and I'll say, not to interrupt you, Trump does deserve credit for that. Yeah. And so does Kim Kardashian. But I don't, <laughs> I I wouldn't be so quick to sing Biden's praises. I, I really don't. I don't, I don't, I think there's going to be a lot more things coming out about, uh, coming out in the woodwork uh, about how this happened. And I also think that he's just doing it to get more votes uh, from, from the Democrat Party. Okay. He is, you're clearly right that he's doing this to get more votes. And there obviously is some issues with dementia. I don't know how far down the line he is with it, right? So I don't know if he can still handle it, if they get his medication right, or how that whole thing works. So I'm not saying that this was done out of the the goodness of his heart. But he still did it. And that's what matters to me. He still did the right thing at the end of the day. I, I don't think he did anything right, to tell you the truth. I think it's just, uh, I think he just wanted to take credit for anything Trump did. Um, not only did he want to um, reverse all of uh, Trump's executive orders, but he wanted to take credit for what Trump clearly did. And I don't see this going anywhere. I really don't. Let me ask you something. Because yeah. I don't know about, uh, a lot about the First Step program. I know about the Alice Marie Johnson case because it was very high profiled. Yeah. Did Trump pardon a lot of people who were in jail for nonviolent um, drug offenses besides only, for her? 
I have to look, okay, so I have to look this up because I don't remember, quite frankly, but the one I do remember for sure is Alice Johnson's. You know that Trump is not the first president to pardon somebody for a nonviolent drug offense. No, I'm talking about the First Step Act. I'm not talking about how many people that presidents have pardoned because of non-violent okay. drug offenses. Break down the First Step Act for me. So what I understand this is about is um, having uh, prisoners out of jail for non-violent offenses. Okay. And I also think that mean that is um, uh, not having them in, in jail for drug possession for an entire life um and then um getting them back to society and um working again because now alice johnson is helping other prisoners nice that uh to um get back on their feet well then i'll say this trump did the right thing with the first step acts and i'm glad that uh biden is continuing on that tradition and continuing to pay it forward like a good christian would right <laughs> When the don't even go there, bro. Don't even go there. Don't even go there. Don't go Don't even go there. I have a feeling that more stuff is going to come out in the woodwork about this. Like what? Um, <clears throat> How this happened. Who? I mean, and my question to you would be, yeah. and I've asked you this this morning, how do we even know that these people that he let out of prison are drug are non-violent drug offenders because as you know especially during covid people were um these vi there were violent prisoners that were let out of jail yeah as you know and, and i i think we're both outraged about this i don't agree with that but i will tell you this that this is based on their criminal record which is you can look at it right so it's not just saying, okay, we have a rapist in here. So let's say that he uh, smoked a joint once and put him out on the street. No, it's saying these people were sent to jail based on marijuana stuff. And they they didn't commit any crimes against another human being as far as attacking them or raping them. At least not that's not what they were convicted for. So based on that, we're going to let them out of prison. But now, I will grant you yeah. that there are probably some people in these thousands of people who committed violent crimes that just weren't convicted for them. Yeah. But we got to go with what they were convicted for. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not too... I'm not going to be so quick to sing his praises until there's actual evidence that these people are in fact not violent and these people um were in jail longer than they should have been and what actually happened uh what what was the what were what were the things that happened that actually led them in, into jail so i i i'm a little i'm very very skeptical about this as you can hear in my voice okay i i i, I am very skeptical that this could be the right thing that he did let me try to provide an alternative viewpoint for you yes we're going off what they were convicted for and yes i'm sure some of them were violent at some point and this is just what the law got them on but i think it's a little bit foolhardy to assume that that's the default position with everybody and that they're all violent criminals and we just this they got off on some weed they got into jail because of some weed technicality but i think the vast majority of them probably were in prison just because they smoked a joint or sold a couple of bags of weed and they shouldn't be there for any amount of time but don't you think that it is valid to ask this question because 
um, under Joe Biden, um, there were people uh, during COVID that were let out of jail because of the because the the um because the left was working on defunding the police there were a lot of people that were let out of jail that were obviously there for violent crimes and both and you would you would agree that happened well i would agree that that happened <laughs> but i believe that that happened earlier when trump was in office now it, it didn't happen on the federal level with trump so i want to make that clear he's not responsible for that but it happened in various states. And you can make the argument that these were Democratic states that it happened in, but it wasn't under Joe Biden. Joe Biden has always been very, very, very tough on crime. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't believe me? No. Guess who published the crime bill? Guess who was a supporter of that? Guess who was a supporter on the war on drugs? Um, you can do research into this. Joe Biden is very tough on pro crime, uh, with the sole exception if you're named Hunter Biden. You can do stuff. So, I don't know. All, all I'm saying is this, uh, there's something that doesn't seem right to me on the, and I'm not just, and I'm, and I'm not just saying that because I'm not a Joe Biden person. Okay. I'm saying that because of what's been going on in the last two years. Um, I don't trust anything he does. I don't. And again, I don't trust that he did this because he's, he saw the error of his ways and now thinks that marijuana is a good thing for society like I do. But I don't care why he did it. I don't care if he did it to get votes. He you, still did the right thing. You should care. You should care because a lot of people are looking into some of the things um, as to why he did this. Um, a lot of people are looking into his actions. And I think that we should care about this. That's all I'm saying. Let me, and I want to throw a couple more things and then we can move on. Okay. Um, the case of Alice Marie Johnson. It's heartbreaking that she it was in is. prison for that one. It is. I mean, it, it is. was like 20 years to life that she was sentenced. It is. It's heartbreaking. And you know that I'm not a Trump fan, but I'll say when he did the right thing. And from what I can tell, he did the right thing in this situation. Yes, he did. So let me ask you something. Yeah. Yes, I agree with you. There are some, probably some violent people who got released from prison the other day. And, you know, all that all that stuff. But another thing you want to ask yourself is how many people were in prison for a marijuana charge that have a similar story to Alice Marie Johnson? And we're not hearing about them today because the numbers were so huge and because more people are going to be released because now Joe Biden is putting pressure on governors, which is a great thing. But this might, there might be like a hundred or 200 different versions of Alice Marie Johnson's who are, who are just getting out of prison now because of what Biden did yesterday. Wouldn't that qualify as a good thing, even if he did well, it for the like wrong I reasons? Well, like I said, I don't, I, it would if it, if I, if there were more evidence for that, but I don't see it right now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think. I think you're right to question some of the people who are getting released, but I don't think your default should be, we got to assume that all these people are actually violent. I think the default would should be. I'm, and, and the reason why I say that really quick yeah. is because Joe Biden's record isn't exactly, isn't exactly honest. I hear what you're saying, but they're not just going off. Joe Biden says this person is a nonviolent drug offender. They're going off the the these people's federal records, right? But but I, I mean I 
yeah, I, I mean, I just heard about this this morning, so I don't, I need to go look this up yeah. for myself. But I, I'm very, very skeptical about this whole thing. Okay. Don't, don't you think I actually, don't you think that I do have a little bit of reason to be, though? I think you have a seed of truth that you're blowing a little bit out of proportion to justify not liking this because it's Biden who's doing it. In my opinion. Okay. But let me ask you something else. Okay. Okay, right now, as it stands today, uh-huh. marijuana under federal law is still a Schedule One drug. Now, what does but, that mean? That means that it's on the same level as heroin. Mm. So if you get caught with it, you could get the same sentence as somebody who's smuggling heroin. Now, we happen to live in a state that uh, doesn't feel that way, right? But... We're in this weird legal area where if the federal government, they've said that they're not going to, but if the federal government wanted to, they could really crack down on recreational and medical marijuana in the state of Oregon. Again, they've said that they don't want to, but that that could always change. Uh That's how it is today. Biden says, and we don't know if he's going to follow through, but yesterday is a good sign to me that he might. He wants to reschedule it. So... Also, when something's a um, a Schedule One, you're there are legal repercussions against doing medical testing on marijuana. Now, I know that that's been going on in this country, but one of the reasons is is because the federal government has said that they're going to look the other way to some extent. And again, that could always change. But if you recategorize it, then you can do more testing on the benefits or cons of of marijuana, right? If he reschedules it, that also means that somebody who's like Alice Marie Johnson, uh, but happens to smoke a joint in, let's say, the state of Texas, won't have to worry about having their lives ruined. By the way, I don't remember. In the future. I don't think she was in jail for marijuana. I think it was was cocaine. It was cocaine. cocaine. But I'm trying to give you an example of something. That means that somebody could smoke a joint if they're a grandparent like she was. In the state of Texas, where it's super illegal, and not have to worry about the consequences, and still be considered a good, outstanding member of their society, isn't that a good thing? I, I, that's a slippery slope for me, Bubs. Oh my goodness! I don't, I don't understand that whole thing. I really don't. Oh my goodness! And as I've said earlier, even with medical marijuana. Medical professional medical professionals don't really know what the benefits really are, because today the marijuana now is even more potent than it was when our parents, um, in our parents than our parents' generation. Yeah, there right? is there is a lot of truth to that. I would also counter argue that with saying a lot of the reasons we don't know everything medically is because it is a Schedule One and it makes it very difficult to do medical tests on on marijuana. And if we moved the classification, we could study it a little bit more. There would be a little bit more ease in it. And, and at the end of the day, that's a good thing. So let's say you're right. And marijuana is just like horrible for our country. But right now, we can't do all the proper tests because of the category it's in. But once it's recategorized, we can look at it objectively on a medical level and see that but, you're correct. Isn't that, wouldn't that be a good what, thing? But- but what difference would it make what category it's in? Why couldn't they just test it now? Because of the medical of the category it's in, you can't legally do that on a federal level. 
And again, the government looked other ways, uh, looked away on some of the testing. But that doesn't mean that they're going to continue to do that. And doctors still face scrutiny for trying to do medical tests because it's a Schedule 1. I don't understand that. I'm telling you, Schedule 1 drugs are considered the worst of the worst. Marijuana in this country legally is considered worse than cocaine right now. Now, it looks from the actions of yesterday like that's going to change soon. But as of today, that's still the case. Well, and then and then keep in mind about fentanyl, because now if you get even a little bit of fentanyl, even if you smell it, that could kill you too. Yeah, fentanyl, and I'm not making the joke, mm -hmm. is considered less of a danger to our society than marijuana is under federal law. Are you? I'm not. I'm not kidding you. You can check that up if you don't believe me. Okay. And I've done research into this, as you know. Okay. Yes. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Blah, blah. We've, we've been on this for about, yeah. I don't know, it seems like half an hour. I will have <laughs> a thousand uh, fentanyl overdoses to know that one person smoked half of a joint once and got away with it there. Blah, blah. I didn't say that, bro. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Give me a noise. Oh, my God. I have told you my fear about you, babes. But I, I will repeat it and then we will move on. My fear is that... Uh, one day I'm going to die. But also, <laughs> like let's say it's 15 years from now, uh, I die. And then 10 years after that, you're finally going to smoke a joint and realize that it's not the end of the world. And you'll, you won't be a daily smoker, but you'll smoke occasionally and you'll realize all the missed time you have. Oh, bubs. That is my fear for you. So why don't we just get it on the Bubs. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Bubs. What? Uh, <laughs> I give me a kiss. No. Yeah, you need one. No, that's not going to happen, Bubs. Uh-oh. Uh, not that the kiss won't happen, but the other thing. Oh, my goodness. <gasps> Jeez, I blow air. It's fine. And then you, you blow a gust of wind in my oh my goodness. <laughs> direction. Maybe solar siphon will be next. Ah! <laughs> oh, it will cause you silly siphon. Silly siphon. <laughs> Yes. I've heard I call it that. Yes. Psilocybin. Psilocybin, which is also a Schedule 1 drug. Okay, okay, let's move on, okay, please. Okay, Bob, we're moving on. Let's move on. No, we, have a, we, have, we have a lot to talk about, that's why. Yes, we do. Yeah. J-Lo. Yes. Speaking of the cops. Yeah. They came out on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Well, we have to talk about Saturday first, right? Do you want to no, talk about we Saturday did Saturday. We, talk, we did this on Saturday. No, no, what? Yeah, well, yes, we did. When we got home on Saturday, we did this. Did we? Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah, the cops came on Sunday. Um. This happened as everybody was congregating in um the park that we went to in Vancouver to go on our hike. Uh, no, to go on our uh, tandem bike trail. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness. I'm stuck on stupid, I guess. <sighs> Bubs, really? What? Okay. Um, anyway, no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I, you're fine. Um, <laughs> I know I'm fine, but, you know. <laughs> I love you, peeps. Oh, boy. That's exactly why people like our podcast. Because um, <laughs> I'm fine. No, not because you're fine. Thank you. Keep going. They can't see you. 
Ah, uh, there's a picture of me up there, babes. Okay. And they can fantasize. Oh my goodness, Bubs, really? Yep. Enough about your good looks. Okay. You know you got you all good looking. Thank you, man. Apparently. Anyway, so we're getting ready to um, get into our little circle. I guess you could call it a, kind of like a huddle. Mm-hmm. Everybody was getting there. I think we were. Um, I think. We were uh, waiting for the uh, all the volunteers to, uh, yeah, to be there. Well, uh, some guy oh. comes into the middle of the circle, and I thought he said something about a phone. Yeah, like could we you borrow a cell phone or something? Yeah, I didn't quite get it. And then I knew something was wrong because his tone was changing. Um, he was using um, obscenities. Um, towards uh the staff of whoever he was talking oh to. wow so th- i gotta interrupt you yeah this is where maybe i smoked a, a little bit too much maui wowie back in the day i did not pick up on any of that at all oh no i was there i I, I, the I, I was right next to you and i didn't pick up on tone of voice i didn't pick up on swearing or anything no no he was he was being very disrespectful to the staff i thought maybe he was a volunteer mm. um and he was kind of soft-spoken, but I knew something was wrong. I didn't even know that he was carrying a knife until... Afterwards, yeah. Until I was uh, with um, my captain, and she told me that he had a knife in his hand. And she's over there thinking that, you know, maybe he's part of our group. So one of the volunteers issues him away, uh, ushers him away. Yep, with a staff member. With a staff member, and uh, the staff member calls the police... They get there rather quickly, actually, and I think it was like a couple of cars. And so we're getting ready to get in the circle and talk about, you know, do introductions, uh, uh, be introduced to our pairings and uh, and everything. And then they had to explain the situation to us. And um, uh, one of the uh, volunteers was who happened to be your vo- your captain. Yep. Um, I thought he handled it amazingly he did and this was his first time volunteering with the organization too wow yeah and i i thought that this whole thing could have ended very very badly if somebody was uh just um panicky and if if everybody was panicky if everybody was screaming yeah it could have ended so differently but everybody uh was fine everybody was in one piece uh, the cops interviewed the staff members and the captains, and the guy was in, uh, taken into custody. Everybody acted like Fonzie. Cool. Uh, what's Fonzie like? Cool. Correctamundo. Correctamundo. And that's what they chose to be. <laughs> yeah. They chose to be cool. Yeah, and, um, uh, you know, um, I mean, I thought they handled, handled it very professionally, and in fact, um, um, the both of us got a call. Well, I got a call. From, I did too. Yeah. I got a call from a staff member. You got a call from a staff member. And, uh, I told her what, what I thought about it. And I said, I, I knew something was wrong. I didn't know what to do, but I just, I just let them handle it and they, uh, handled it very well. So kudos to them and this is all going on under my nose like i saw somebody was pulled away from the circle yeah but alana again she knew that something was up and i'm just like in my own little world like oh that's kind of interesting and 
And then later I find out, oh, this dude's been no, causing no, he trouble. He could have seriously hurt somebody. I yeah. don't even know how big the, the knife was, but the fact that he was carrying a knife really, really, that was scary. That mm -hmm. was scary. That could have been one of us that was hurt. Exactly. Yeah. And then <laughs> we had quite a bit. Of, well, I had quite a bit of adventure on the bike ride because the bike ride that me and my captain were on the the bike yep. it was not a stable bike and it was a bike that little kids would be riding oh and obviously it didn't hold up because i um i fell one time and luckily it wasn't on uh hard gravel or or concrete but i did get um some dirt on my um on my pants and, and grass uh i was okay but my captain felt really bad. And so we switched bikes. The staff member, one of the staff members um, let us borrow a bike and it was a lot sturdier, but he, uh, she had to switch with him because she felt, oh, maybe I should ride on the other bike and I'll follow you guys and observe. So um, everything was fine. And then um, some kid was swerving, uh, away like like swerving in our direction and he wasn't even wearing a helmet i think he was like 13 or something and ended up uh running into me with his handlebar and i got a bruise on my arm which wow. is gone now and um the i almost mentioned his name the staff member was uh <laughs> was very um irritated with that and you know, he, he should, he said he should have yelled at him, but he's like, nah, it's okay. No. I was right behind you guys. So I jumped off my bike, which was moving. Yeah. And I ran after this little kid, pulled him aside and just started spanking him in front of everybody. No, you didn't. And then my, uh, bike, the, the, uh, my captain was still going along because he didn't want to be around with us. So I jumped on the back of your bike, got up on, on your shoulders and did like a, a flip off of your shoulders, I'll back onto my bike. <laughs> that would be true if that that would that would be funny if it was true, but it wasn't. Oh, <laughs> you didn't even know what happened no. until I came back. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, that's that's Rick's wild imagination. Oh, I had a good time though. It was uh, I, me and Alana, I guess, had very different experiences this day. She ran into a crazy man who had a knife and fell a couple of times. I'm just like, I heard about some crazy dude and I had a good bike ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you had the you had the the captain that uh that took him out of the circle. I did. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. We should say what happened that morning morning yes before we went on the bike ride okay so the day before mm -hmm. we went on a hike which mm -hmm. we talked about here mm -hmm. but beforehand we went to my place and hung out yep and i must have forgotten this because i took out my bus pass my hop card mm -hmm. and my bank card for my wallet and left them on my living room table okay yeah but I, again i spaced on it i didn't it wasn't like a conscious thing. Yeah. Come do our day. Everything goes well. And Sunday morning, you had said, okay, you have to schedule, you have to pay for the Portland Flute Society thing. You, you have to register for the event. Yeah. Because so, it's, it's close. It's almost Tuesday. Yeah. This is right before we left your place. Go online, going through the forms. And I'm like, okay, I need my bank card. Open my wallet and it's not there. Yep. 
thinking to myself, oh no, did this slip out? We didn't have enough time to freak out about it. I'm so glad this didn't happen Saturday. Yeah, night. yeah, yeah. Get picked up, dropped off at the commission. We had a really good cab driver. And we had a really nice walk. Yes. Yeah. Walk back to my place and the cards are on the table, literally. Yeah, I was like, oh, you're like, oh. oh it was God. perfect because I didn't have, I was freaked out a little bit, but I didn't have enough time to go fully yeah. into my own head. Yeah. But I feel this huge relief when I see those cards. Yep. Yes. So I was very happy. I was totally I was very, very happy. So was I. Um, the bike ride was awesome for the most part. I thought the, the staff person that I was with really knew what he was doing. Yeah, he did. Uh, he was an excellent captain, and, and so was my captain. I almost said her name. Yeah. Um, she was She was more... Um, I think she's thinking that maybe she's going to be, she's going to participate in a different sport. But, um, I told her, I said, yeah, don't, don't, uh, you know, don't, don't feel too bad because of this. Yeah. You know, I want you to continue on and, and volunteer, even if it's a different sport. Absolutely. She was really nice though. Of course. <laughs> and she, and she was, uh, she told me that she's from Texas and she's probably not used to the hills because Texas is, uh, there's a lot of flatland. And um, she said that the Texas does have a hill country, but for the most part, it's pretty flat. Nice. Yeah. But, um, you know, she was, she was a nice lady. Yeah, Texas is weird. But there's, oddly enough, even though it's a weird place, there's a lot of cool people from Texas. I've never been, I've never experienced the weird things, but there's weirdness everywhere. You can't just say Texas is weird. But I told you my part. I know. When, I, I've only been to the airport, so I don't really have much to say about it. I don't think I've said it here, but when I went to Dallas-Fort Worth, me and a vegan go out to eat dinner, and the waiter started praying with the people at the table next to us. I wish that there were more people doing that, but I don't oh, think it's weird. Oh, my goodness. I think, uh, I think people have a right to practice whatever faith they choose, and I, I, um, I think more power to the waiter. I think it's a little bit weird that a waiter would pray with the customers, but that's me. Maybe, maybe he just felt like somebody needed some prayer and he wanted to do that. Oh. Or it, it was a man, right? It was a man. Okay. Yes. Well, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. It's oh, better I than uh, entering a, a circle with people that you don't know and have a knife in your hand. Yeah, I will grant you. I, I think I would rather see a waiter praying than somebody doing that with a knife. Yeah. But it's, it doesn't make it normal. It's it's normal. It's just it doesn't happen very often. And that waiter, yeah, was the same guy who uh, the police had to take away. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I doubt it. Was. Um, but we had a really good, we had a really good time uh, <laughs> on the bike ride, despite <laughs> a couple of the things that happened to me. <laughs> um, it was a beautiful day, but it was also very hot. Yeah. And um, we enjoyed ourselves. Yeah, it was a fun time there. Yeah. yeah. Monday, I just kind of chilled out, did yeah. my thing. I I was very, very tired that next day. Now, Tuesday was a very big day for me. Uh-oh. Because I had a couple of um, what they call assessments to go through. That means I did a little bit of walking. Uh, and I, uh, visited the wood shop in the building I was in. 
for the commission uh, for the blind. Yes. At and, the commission for the blind. Uh, so I'll be learning how to operate some uh, a table saw, a miter saw, um, and and work with some tools, which I'm a little bit nervous about because <clears throat> the one shop class I did take a long time ago, we didn't really go over that. We kind of just learned little things about what to do in your house. Yeah. But we didn't work with tools. I will tell you this. N- no kidding aside, I would be nervous too. I am. I've, I've used a table saw before. Yeah, yeah. But it ain't like, oh, I like doing it or I feel like I'm an expert at it. Yeah. Um, And I don't own one. I just happened to, when I went through training in yeah. Colorado. But it's it ain't something that I necessarily think that blind people need to know. That would be more like an elective thing if I was running things, but uh, more power to you, babes. But I will say that the 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 guy that was assessing me really, he seemed to really know what he was doing. He wouldn't nice. just be a shop teacher if he didn't know how to operate these tools safely. And um, <clears throat> he did tell me that all... All that happened in his class is that two people needed band-aids. Nobody lost their fingers. Well, I hope you're not the first, babes. No, 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 no. I And I was nervous. I said, hey, um, do you require your students to wear gloves? He said, no gloves, but I do require um, eye and ear protection. That makes sense. Which makes sense. They didn't do that at the CCB. Well, I mean, I guess you have eye protection because we wore sleep shades, but well, and also cares. too, um, when you, uh, some some of these tools um can um uh blow dust in your face too. Yeah. So I get that, and and the saws are very loud. I get that too. I'm thinking, babes, maybe I should end up getting you a chainsaw for Christmas. No, even even the teacher said he never used a chainsaw. Oh, okay. He said no, no, no. <laughs> Then why does he have one? He doesn't have a chainsaw. I thought you said that you're going to be working with chainsaws. I never said chainsaws. I knew you said table saws. I said table saw. And then I thought you and also the said miter saw. Oh, okay, I thought you said chainsaw. And other and there's some other there's some other tools too. No, no, no. Okay. Let me clarify, okay? He had a student who wanted to make something with a chainsaw. Okay. And he said, no, I've never used a chainsaw. And I said, that sounds really dangerous. Yeah. That sounds more dangerous than a table saw. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have one. What if you want to become like a blind serial killer and part of your <laughs> your shtick is you take a chainsaw to your victims? Can you go to him and express this dream? And in that scenario, will he teach you how to use a chainsaw? He would have... What? Yeah. No, I think he'd have every right to get me arrested. Didn't they do that in the first season of Dexter? Where he... I didn't watch Dexter, Bugs. Oh. Okay, the show went downhill, but the first couple seasons are legit good. But I think he would, like, you know, plaster pl- places with, like, this tape and, and, and curtains and whatnot. And then he'd take a chainsaw to some people. He would? Yeah, I, if I'm remembering the first couple seasons, right? Right. There are some issues with the first couple of seasons, like the thing where his adopted sister ends up dating his real life brother, what? but the brother is a, a, also a serial killer, but he's a doctor at the same time. The brother's a serial killer, but a doctor. Yeah, and and but the Dexter's also a serial killer, but he only kills people who deserve to be killed, apparently. Yeah, and then there was this um, the Dexter killer that I told you about that. Yeah. Learned about his um, killing strategies from my watching Dexter. Nice. Yeah. Good. Anywho, that's besides the point. CTV can be very educational there, Jay Wall. Oh, my goodness. Okay. On Tuesday. Um, 
I wasn't okay. Yeah, so so that's what I did for the first part of the day. Oh, okay. I took my girlfriend out to uh, lunch on Tuesday. I am your girlfriend. Oh, oh. It was it was a it was a nice day too. It was a little bit chilly in the morning, but it got nicer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then on Tuesday evening, we were having a little bit of problems trying to get on the Zoom link. Here's what happened. <laughs> Monday night, I'm talking to one of my homies on the phone. Get a call from Miss J Lo saying they sent out a new link for the <clears throat> Zoom call and they changed the user ID and passcode. Which is really annoying to me. Yeah. Yeah. So Tuesday night, I'm like, I'm going to go 10 minutes early because that's when they open the room. Would not let me log in. I decided to use the first information that was on the original email. And that worked fine. Yep. And then they were talking in the room about how the second email had erroneous information. I sent you some texts and you were able to make it happen. I, I was able to make it happen and when it was right at the time where um, the the guest was introducing herself and she was calling in from uh, Iowa. What was her name again? You can say it because she's like uh, one of the Rose Bishop. Have you heard of her before this? No, I have not. Okay. I have not. She is a teacher, a soloist, um, and now she is a composer because she has a, an album called Divergence and... It's an album with all these female um, composers. Nice. Music. And Lisa, I can say her name. Yeah. Lisa, her, not, her last name was Nier, right? Lisa I believe Nier. so. She was the, um, uh, she was a woman that was um, being interviewed by Rose. And she is a flutist and a mezzo-soprano, which I think is really cool. And apparently an actress. Nice. I don't know where, but um, she comes from the Northwest, and um, we got to hear a debut of her piece called Seal Mother. Nice. And I thought it was very good. I thought it was a haunting piece. It, it was. It kind of reminded me of the sound that whales would make. Yeah. Not necessarily seals, but um, she did some interesting techniques in there, and I, I really enjoyed it. Um I thought it was yeah, good. It, it was a very good um, uh, Zoom call, yes. I'd say. It was for at least an hour. About that, yeah. Yeah. And before the call was over, somebody mentioned about a speed duet and hospitality thing that's going to happen towards the end of the, the month. And I, I'm still trying to decide on whether I want to go or not. I can't go because I'm not a member. Yes. But... I told you, to me, this is a no-brainer. Of course you should go. So you can network with people from this community. Mm -hmm. I, I don't even see why there would be any debate. Yeah, and then I, I told you reasons why I was a little bit nervous because, number one, I don't know anyone in the society, but then that I could meet them. Exactly. But, number two, I'm assuming that I would be the only blind flutist participating. And would they... Did they, did any of these women, I'm guessing there's mostly women going, uh, did any of these women work with a blind student and how would that work in the situation? Because I wouldn't be able to read the music and because I'm not as proficient in Braille music, it would be a little bit of a, um, a, dif a difficulty getting it on time. Um, 
and and actually reading through it. So we'll have to see what happens. And my suggestion was, babes, they said that the sheet music is on the website. So I said, why don't you go there, find out the names of the pieces that they're going to be playing, and then see if you can find them on YouTube or on Amazon Music. And that way you just listen to them and listen to them while practicing on your flute. So the day of, you can just go in there and rock it. And that might work. Yep. That might work. Um, and we'll see what happens with that. And listening to me usually does work, so. Oh, my gosh. I, I think I've made, giving well, you some and good they, life advice. And then the, one of the motivations, too, is that there will be food afterwards, and I think there's going to be chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they said that um, people can bring things if they want uh, to eat. Um, I may or may not do that. Mm -hmm. But... Um, it would be a nice way to spend um, a Saturday. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm gonna look into it on Sunday. Um, it's possible that I'm just gonna um, I may give in and just go. I think you need to, but I've said my piece, babes. Okay. Okay. Wednesday, I was lounging around the house, and I had to, I didn't have to go, but I thought it would be a good idea to go to my murder mystery improv group. Mm -hmm. But I was like, ah, I don't know, should I do this? Blah 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 blah. I'm not going to go into specifics because you know they don't really like people talking about what goes on there right. outside of it. But I had a great time when I went there. I I just had a blast. Now I probably drank more on Wednesday than I have since the start of the pandemic, maybe combined. If not combined, then close, because I did a few, maybe six or seven shots, uh -oh. five to seven shots of vodka uh -oh. throughout Ma the night. Uh, mom, don't listen to this. Mom, you're dead. Hey! My mom's dead, babes. <sighs> oh, you were talking about your mom. No, not yours. Your mom doesn't drink. She she doesn't drink often, but I have I have uh, noticed that she um, does drink, but very very little. Okay, my mom kind of similar. Yeah. But at the same point, she knows that people drink. Okay. Come okay, on. Okay. Okay. Go on. Go on. Okay, babes. I'm going on, babes. Go on. So, I leave the thing and get to the bus stop. Not there, so I, I called TriMet, 238-RIDE, I believe is the telephone yep. number. Yep, Yes. Yeah. And find out that my bus is 43 minutes away. Okay. Start walking. I'm dressed up really nice because I misread the email where the um, director said, hey, we want everybody to get dressed up. It's a costume night. Oh. So I'm thinking get dressed up like fancy <laughs> for oh, whatever no. reason. Yeah. Uh-oh. You didn't look at it. I looked at it, but I didn't register right because oh, I'm no. dyslexic. So I'm 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 gussied up, <laughs> and I'm walking through not the best neighborhood, but everything turned out fine, and it took me 46 minutes to get home. Wow! But I didn't tell you what happened. So, something you never told me. Okay, I don't think I did. Okay. I got home, and I know enough that if you've had a good amount to, to drink. You probably want to uh, have some water, too, uh -huh. to calm it down. Yeah. So I pour a glass of water, and I go to put my filter back in the fridge. Yeah. But I, I let go of it, and it's not <gasps> properly on there, so my filter falls to the ground. Oh, no. And I have to, like, mop up the water and everything. Oh, jeez. Yeah. 
Wow. Then I had something to eat and all good. No hangover the next day. So, uh, my head it felt a little bit weird, but I didn't like really embarrass myself that night. No blackouts, nothing. So, like that. so when somebody has okay, because this because I don't know this. Yeah. When somebody has something like a lot to drink, I heard that it's good to eat while you're doing that. It is. But what stuff can you eat afterwards that won't cause you to get a headache? Well, it's just a matter of getting something into your system that isn't alcohol. Right. That'll help counteract that. Um, that's, and I'm not a medical professional, but that's the way I understand it. So I'd say pretty much anything you can eat will probably help in that situation. Okay. Yeah. Um, and water. And water, plenty I, of water. I heard that water is the best thing, but I heard people say that, um, having like a glass of 7-Up works too. I haven't tried the 7-Up. I've or definitely soda or something. tried water though. But, but I heard water is the best yeah. thing to do. Yeah. Um, so I don't think I embarrassed myself too much and it was a fun time. I'm really I heard that I there it. are these things called chaser caplets. I've heard about that too. Yeah. Like you can, um, if you've had a lot to drink and not that I would do an experiment on this, but I heard <laughs> that if you had enough to drink, you can, uh, chase it down with a caplet nice. or something like that or capsules or whatever. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. And babes. What? Woke up, we hear the cops. I think it's an ambulance, but I don't know. Oh, nice. It sounds like an ambulance. Thursday morning. 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 And we had decided already to get together to go back to Noontunes at PSU. So glad we did. I believe this is the first Noontunes since the start of the pandemic. And it was packed. It was. It was packed. But I'm uh, honestly, for real, even though... I don't like it that packed usually. Yeah. I'm kind of glad it was yes. this time because it shows that people are enthusiastic about this. And it was such a good performance. And the, the first part of the performance was with a um, a jazz group made up of, I think there might have been um, three students and um, I guess he might he might have been the teacher. I don't That's know. my assumption. Yeah. And so there was a saxophone player bass player, pianist, and drummer. And they did their version of A Love Supreme, the album. By John Coltrane. It was so good. I am a huge Coltrane fan. So that was a delight for me. So good. And then they played a couple other songs because it's not the longest album. Yeah, they played one by Frank Foster, which uh, was their last one. And I've heard it played before, oh. but I heard it played in a different version Yes. Um, I don't know what it's called. Stop burping. Sorry, I didn't know. I don't know what the song is called, but I like it. Yes. Yes. It was really a fun, fun concert. I was very glad we went. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I wanted to dance. <laughs> I wanted to dance. I, there was actually no room for us to I dance. I know. Because it wasn't just that there were people in the seats. Mm -hmm. I believe that they had folks sitting in the aisles as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I would have danced had, had there been any sort of room. Yeah, yes. I thought they were going to sing. I thought they were going to sing that line, "A love supreme, a love, love supreme." They, they didn't did, do that though. They only did. Um, they only um played that um that musical pattern throughout yeah. the piece. It's so good. It was so good. Then we went out to eat at a sandwich shop, which the food is really good. Mm -hmm. I feel our server when we got up to the cash register didn't really know what she was doing. 
Yeah. Because he was having trouble explaining to me how to do the card. Yeah. Um. So I, I. And then she had to get the manager. Yeah, I didn't leave a tip. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but after, so, <clears throat> but we had good sandwiches. Um. The other the other server I think the other person that um, um, was giving us our sandwiches were was um. Knew what she was doing, and then I felt guilty for not leaving a tip, babes, because I'm like, oh, this probably goes into some pot, so everybody would have gotten it. But I'm like, ah, yeah, but you know, if, yeah, but if a person gives you bad service, they give you. Bad I know, service. but the other people gave us good service. <clears throat> I know, but you know, maybe she'll learn from that. Maybe. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then I decided, hey, if we have some time, maybe we can get some ice cream. Mm-hmm. I was I was hungry for some ice cream and. And there was uh, the Ben and Jerry's close by. I forgot how close it was. It was Benjamin like- and Gerald's <laughs> was on the same block, basically. Yeah, well, yeah. Yes. And uh, we had our, our usual cones, and it was uh, a beautiful day yesterday. And the was- server there was really good, too. Yes, very good, yes. What w- what did you get again? It was some kind of chocolate. I got, I, I should try it a different flavor next time, but I got the um, two scoops in a waffle cone of the chocolate fudge brownie, which is one of my favorite. Flavors. That was really good because I had a lick of it. Delicious. Yeah. And you had the cherry Garcia. Oh yeah. I wanted to. I I don't remember if they have banana splits there, but I would have gotten one. I think they might. Yeah, I would have gotten one because she goes, "Do you want any more flavors?" And I said, "No," but I think the next time we go there, which will be in the near future, I'm sure. Yes. I'll ask him, hey, do you make banana splits? Because I love banana splits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> what? I went to an ice cream shop with my grandfather, and I ordered a banana split. And I, I was eating it, but I was down to just the bananas. It's like my grandfather just grabs a cup for me and just throws it away just because there's all there's left in there is bananas. What? Yeah. You didn't eat any of the bananas? No. <laughs> you didn't? That's the best part of the thing is the bananas and the ice cream. <laughs> Why did you do that? No, he did that. My grandfather just took it. Take it <laughs> but anyways. He didn't eat any of the bananas? I would have. No, he took my cup with the when it was just down to the bananas. How could, you not, how could you eat everything else and no bananas? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. Jeez. How old were you then? I was like 13 or 14. Oh, bubs. <laughs> You have some weird relatives. I know. And then we parted. Fries with no salt. Yep. The, I know. That was another <laughs> grandparent. Yeah. We parted ways. I go home, heard the heard the excellent news. And uh that was our day. Yeah. It was it was as Ice Cube would say, it was a good day. Uh-oh. Today I didn't even have to use my AK. Okay. I gotta say it was a good day. Who would who would use it on anybody? And even saw the lights of the Goodyear blimp, and it said Rick's a pimp. Oh my goodness, are you? No. Okay. Drunk as hell. Okay, no okay, th- okay. Stop it. I know the song. Uh, uh, you do? Do you know the song? Yes, I've heard it many times, Bubs. Oh, oh, I with me. I don't. No, think not it. with you. I've heard it many times on the radio. Have we talked about that blogger? Oh, don't poke me, babes. Why? Who? <laughs> There's a blogger, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, uh-huh. who tried to figure out when the good day was. What? So Ice Cube makes all these references, and one of them is when he's talking about getting with that woman, he's like, it's ironic, I had the Bruce, he had the chronic, the Lakers beat the Supersonic. Mm-hmm. The Lakers beat the Supersonics. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to determine what day in L.A. was sunny, 
where the Lakers played the Seattle uh, Supersonics yeah. and the LA Lakers won. Yeah. And it had to be, I think, between like 90 and when the song was recorded in like early 92. Really? And he thinks he pinpointed when Ice Cube's good day was. Really? Now, Ice Cube has said that it was an amalgamation of different days. I thought it was going to be, I thought he was talking about a Friday, but you know. Did he say that in the song? No, because it was in the it was on the Friday soundtrack. It might have been on the soundtrack, right? but that's not when it was originally released. One, I don't think it was. Okay, I thought I thought it was. No, you're thinking of that song. Oh yeah, throw your neighborhood in the air. That's the song. It's that's the song that he did for the Friday. Okay, soundtrack. okay, maybe. Okay, I don't know why I thought that that um, today was a good day was on the Friday soundtrack, but I was guessing that it might have been on a Friday, but I don't know. It might have been. I, I, for some reason, I thought it was a Saturday that the day is based on. But it's on the Predator album, at least originally. I believe that's where it was released. And I want to say tr- track seven originally. But I could be wrong. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, good stuff there. Little J-Wall. Little J-Wall. <laughs> okay. 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 Oh my goodness. Babes? Yeah? We watched a couple of movies on Saturday. We did. We're kind of backtracking here. Yes, we did. Yes. Um, I would like to take the lead on Terms of Endearment because I've got a lot to say about that. Oh. <laughs> what? Do your thing. So I won't give the whole thing away, but basically it is about um, Deborah Winger who plays... Emma Horton and her relationship with Shirley MacLaine, who is Mrs. Um, Greenway, right? I forgot what her first name was. Something um, Aurora Greenway, which is kind of an interesting name. Yes. And um, she's kind of an uptight lady. She has a love hate relationship with her daughter Emma. <clears throat> she doesn't agree with her um, Emma's choice of husband because um she got married to flap horton and he's not really doing a lot to provide for the family come to find out he's having an affair um he's not really helping a lot well at least it doesn't seem like he's helping with the kids um she i don't know what the deal with her was she ends up having I think a one night stand with this guy from the bank who helps her with her groceries. Am I correct? Yeah. Played by John Lithgow. Who's of course he's great in it because John Lithgow is great in everything he does. Yeah. At least what I've seen. Yeah. But he's kind of like this pussy whipped dude. Wouldn't you say that about John Lithgow in the movie? He, he's definitely a pushover. I wouldn't call him the other thing you called him, Uh But but he's, he's definitely a pushover. He doesn't. He seems like the like a guy that would not take in charge take charge of his family. Um, yeah. So so, uh, her husband wasn't that great, but he wasn't that great either. So um, he meant well, but he meant well, but it's it, like, I come mean, on, bro, grow a pair. I know, grow a pair. Yeah. Um. So he she has an affair with that guy. Um. Meanwhile, Shirley MacLaine's character gets involved with um with Jack Nicholson's character who was a um who used to be an astronaut who drinks mm-hmm. a lot. 
the drunk astronaut. I forgot what his name was. And um, he doesn't see this as a relationship that's going um, that's going to go anywhere. Would you say? Yeah, and I would say that. Yeah, that's a good way to categorize uh-huh. it. Actually, she he's thinking, okay, this is one woman I'm going to be with for a while, and I'm going to move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. She's not too happy about it. Uh, so Emma Horton, Deborah Wenger, finds out from from Flap, her husband, played by Jeff Daniels, that they're going to move to Nebraska for business, oh, for his business. Of course. Come Duh. to find out, she runs into the girl that he's seeing, and she asks her, um, are we the reason why Flap is moving our family they to just Nebraska? moved. Oh, yeah, right. So so she, she, found, she found out who she was. Yep. Uh, needless to say, she wasn't happy. Years go by, um, and uh, the doctor sees... Mm. What? I got to correct you. What? She actually gets diagnosed later on that day because she makes okay. a reference to going and getting her daughter a flu shot, and yeah. the daughter's crying, and she's like, you know, I, I'm going to do it too, honey, and she lifts up her, her arm. arm, and the doctor sees these growths underneath her, her armpit. armpit. Yeah. yeah, I know that, yeah. And she, and, um, and back then, this was in 1982, and um, they didn't handle cancer very well back then. No. And in some ways, they still don't. But um, that's besides the point. Um, <clears throat> so she is going through all of this. She's been in the hospital a lot. Um, the mom finds out and uh, trying to figure out what's going to happen to the kids. Um, I'm going to talk about the New York scene later because she yeah. goes to um, with her friend Patsy to New York for um, for a little bit of a, a time to get away. Mm-hmm. Um, before she dies, she talks to um, the kids <clears throat> one by one because there's the the two bo- the two uh, older boys and um, she's trying to figure out where the daughter's gonna go. She thinks she thinks Patsy will take them, but she only wants the daughter. Yep. The husband is trying to figure out, well, I, you know, I don't, the, the husband is like, well, I don't think I should take them. Uh, or, well, she, he, I'm sorry, he wants to take them, but. He doesn't he, really. He doesn't really want to take them. Yeah. He, he wants to take them, but he doesn't want to do the work. He wants the brownie points of saying, I want to be with my kids. That's yeah. what I think it is. Yeah. But, but then he thought, well, maybe he should, they should be with, uh, your mother instead. Mm-hmm. My mother. Well, not your mother. Okay, sorry. Just joking. Your mama's gone. Bro. Yeah, but this was before that, okay? Bob, your mommy's gone. I know, but this was before that, okay? Mommy gone. Okay, keep going, babes. Wiki's mommy gone. She dead, Bob. She dead, Bob. I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm joking. Um, Please don't insult the memory of my dead mother. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Um, anyway, um, so she talks to the boys one by one. Her oldest boy is really, I think he is. He's using um, hate as a as a defense mechanism because he doesn't want to deal with the fact that his mom's dying. Yeah. 
and it is saying that you know I don't I I hate you and I I don't love you but she says I I know you don't hate me I think you're just upset because you know that you know things are going to change and I think the the grandma gets it out of him and he ends up he ends up uh falling to pieces the grandma basically plague your ears babes bubs I'll tell, I'll tell her what she did. Okay. I'll tell I'll tell people what <laughs> I was about to. She did um and and spare them the um the crude way you're going to explain it. Um basically she was trying to get him to open up and I think she was holding holding him down cuz he was kind of um was he trying to be violent? I, I think he was like no. He, he all he did was say something about we we could something about the uh, grandma says didn't you guys take these classes? He's like no, our family was too poor, and then she goes off on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was trying to get she he was tr- she was trying to get him to break down is what I'm trying to say. Oh, and um, so she dies, and. Um, they have the funeral. They have the funeral, and um, and fill in the last part of it. Okay. No, and, no, 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 no! Don't, 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 don't say what you're going to say. About you knew that. what I was going to say. Yes. Can we talk about what I was going to say? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought that this movie ended on a bit of a, a an odd note, yeah. so I came up with an alternative ending. So let me tell you how the film ends, and then let me tell you about the lost ending of this movie. The lost five minutes. Okay. Everybody's at the funeral. They're all sad. Jeff Daniels goes up to the oldest kid and says, you can sit down next to me. By now, your man Jack Nicholson is back with your girl, Shirley MacLaine. And he goes over to the kid, and he's like, "Uh, you know, I like swimming. And the kid's like, I thought you were an astronaut. He's like, I do both, kid. Shut up and come to my pool. Right. And I said to you, oh, babes, they lost the footage, but they have at the ending credits, it says in the bottom of the pool, there was a bomb and it exploded and killed everybody there. But luckily, Jeff Daniels character Flap uh, sneaked out of the um, service early to go on a date. So he's like the one survivor of this. And then and I lost it laughing. I mean, I thought it was the most funniest thing. I lost it laughing for like five minutes straight after I said like, What are you doing? And then and then I couldn't help it. I had to laugh too, even though it wasn't true. <laughs> and you just could not stop laughing. I'm like, what's the matter with you? <laughs> you have weird alternative endings. Wouldn't that have made a better ending? No. Oh. No, that would be a tragedy, Bob. Luckily, Jeff Daniels survived. <laughs> Jeff wasn't in the Navy. I mean, I mean, um, Flap wasn't in the Navy or the. No, he wasn't in the. I didn't say he was in the Navy. Okay. I said. He snuck off from the funeral service for oh, his the, dead the, wife oh, to go out on a date. And so he wasn't there when the bomb exploded. Oh, bubs. <laughs> hey, where is everybody? What? Where is everybody? They're all say? dead. It's time for a date. Oh, my goodness. I thought the writing in this film was good. Yeah. But I didn't like Shirley MacLaine or Deborah Winger. And I didn't really like Jeff Daniels. No, the, the 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 characters were awful. Yeah. The only person I thought was okay was Jack Nicholson. I agree. He was actually the more 
sane one, I guess. I thought for what he did, John Lithgow was good, but he wasn't used right. No. But uh, he, he gave a good performance, though. He did. He did. He definitely did. Yeah. You know, Shirley MacLaine won an Oscar for this movie. Really? Yeah. That's That was the whole basis of Be Kind Rewind, her video, was saying how she made the comeback and won an Oscar for Terms of Endearment. Wow. Yeah. I just felt like a rich woman who's feuding with her daughter through a movie. You know, this was almost like Steel Magnolias, but... Uh, but there was more tension in it. Yeah, I I enjoyed Steel Magnolias more than this. Steel sure. Magnolias was, was was very good, but this was like an eighties version of Steel Magnolias, except worse. And it's hard to say that because James L. Brooks directed this movie. Yeah, and I love his work. Uh-huh. I mean, I mostly love the TV stuff, but at the same point. There's a reason he's known for a great TV director and producer mm-hmm. and not known for being the best, you know, filmmaker. Uh-huh. Although he's he did a movie, another film with Jack Nicholson. Actually, he did a few films with Jack Nicholson uh, because he did broadcast news. But I feel James Earl Brooks's best film, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is probably as good as it gets. Wow. Yeah. I did like that one. Yeah, I did too. Um... So I would give this movie a week seven. I've I've heard about it over the years mm-hmm. and um I will say this, there was a scene that I thought was kind of funny because I almost forgot about this, where um Patsy takes Emma to New York <laughs> and you know she she wants her to get away from all the treatments and all that. Yeah. And, and so she meets Patsy's rich friends. I'm guessing they were rich. Yeah, that's and the impression like, I got. What's wrong with these people? I mean, three of them told me that they've got abortions. The other one got divorced. Huh. This is going on. Don't be afraid to tell them I have cancer. Uh-huh. And then it gets back to the scene and she and they're like, Oh, Emma, Patsy t- told us that you have cancer. <laughs> and then she starts laughing. She's like, yeah, good, Patsy. Thanks. Would you like to see a uh, picture of my abortion? Oh. Since you had cancer. What? That did not happen in the movie. No. But that would have been funny. <laughs> would you like to see a picture of my late baby? Did we talk about Helen and Bonham Carter, the Fight Club thing? What about that? So there's a scene where she's in bed with Brad Pitt. Yeah. And David Fincher, the director, wanted her to say the line, I want to have your abortion to Brad Pitt. And the studio said that's over the top. You can have her saying anything else. Not that. Except that. Yeah. And I believe the line that they came up with was she looks at Brad Pitt and says, "Um, I haven't been fucked that good since grade school. So the studio hears this and they say, you know what? We thought about it and you can do the abortion line instead of that. But David Fincher said, no, we're keeping in the grade school line instead. What? Yeah. That's not better than that. That's no better than the abortion line. What's wrong with that? But that's why the studio said, okay, well, well, you can have the abortion line instead of the grade school line. What does that have to do with anything? Because it was talking about abortion. No, but. It just popped into my head. Ah, what? That's why. <laughs> 
Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit weird. Oh, I, I thought that was a funny story. That's not funny. Something good and wholesome for the kids. No, it's not. No, it's not, Bubs. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I give it a week seven. I would but, say. Um, but yeah, that, that New York scene was kind of funny, actually. Yes. <laughs> There's not really a lot of deep questions I can ask about this movie. Yeah, I... Uh, I don't know. Maybe my my mom would like to see it or my sisters, but it's just not. It's it it's not like the usual chick flicks that I would watch. No. It sounds. It seems very depressing. Clearly, um, Shirley MacLaine and Deborah Winger apparently really did have a um, contentious a, a contentious uh, relationship as actresses. Yep. Um, so contentious that I guess that involves farting, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, as you said earlier. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't like it as much as I, I thought it was disappointing. I thought it would be better. Oh, oh, yeah, even though the writing was great. Thank you. Yeah, yes, yes, babes. Yeah, after this movie, yes, Terms of Endearment. Yep. We watched an animated film that I had heard about for years, but I'd never seen, called The Iron Giant. Yes. Yes. It's basically based somewhere around, like, the mid-50s. Yeah. About this kid named Haygarth. Hogarth. Hogarth. Which is a weird name. Yes. I don't know why she would name her kid that. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Hogarth. By the way, I'm trying to remember. Did we even talk about this movie before? I don't remember. I think we didn't. I can't remember if we did or didn't. Well, anyway, uh, if we did, you'll hear it again. It, well, why don't I make it super fast? Okay. Oh, we might have talked about this. Well, I don't think... I don't remember, actually, to tell you the truth. All right. Well, there's a bunch of stuff. The giant ends up going home at the end. <laughs> no, you got to be a little bit more specific. And Jennifer Aniston is the mom in this movie. And spoiler alert, she works at a diner. Mm -hmm. See, that's how you know that she's different from Rachel on Friends. Is because on Friends, she didn't have a kid. She had a kid, but it was later on, right? It was later on, yeah. She, um, yeah. And and she was working at a coffee shop in the beginning of the series. Yeah, not a diner. Not a diner. I got a question about Friends. What's that? Did any of the characters on the show, the characters, not, not real life, did any of them ever have an abortion on the series? No. Okay. No, but um, Phoebe did have kids for her brother's wife who couldn't have kids. We've established that. Yeah, but there was no abortion. No. There was never like Rachel hooks up with a guy on season two and she's supposed to be dating Ross, but she doesn't know whose kid it is. No, so it like, wasn't like that. Uh-oh. No, I know you want to think it is, but uh -oh. it's not. Was there a lot of abortion humor? Bubs! Okay, okay. What? Stop it! <laughs> Did you you know? Oh, okay. What? There's this. There's the abortion episode of South Park. Jeez, I don't even want to know, Bubs. <laughs> it starts off. Somebody's watching a sitcom about abortion, and the lady he's actually getting one says, "Could you turn that off, please?" And that just cracked me up when I Could saw. Could you it. turn that off? Because they were watching a, a situational comedy, yeah, about an abortion clinic when she's supposed to be getting one. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. I just thought that was good stuff. And she was in the she was in the clinic when this was going on. Yes. Yes. Oh wow. Yes. 
Okay, it's stuff, a little babes. weird. Anyways, that's the movie Iron Giant. Um, <laughs> I can't. I think we might have talked about this already. So, and really? yeah, I, I think so. Now okay. that I think about it, it was. I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. Um, I think I would give it a seven at least. Yeah. Um. Uh. I thought that that government guy was really annoying. Yeah. Uh, the one that uh, was staying with uh, Annie Hughes and, and her son Hogarth. I yeah. thought it was really annoying because he was trying to get informa- information out of the kid about the um, the metal monster. Oh. The, the metal giant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I kind of liked um, Harry Connick Jr.'s character. The beat. The beat. He was cool. Yeah, he was an artsy fartsy person. Yeah, fartsy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good movie. I'd give it a strong seven. Yeah. I don't really like a lot of kids' movies. Yeah. And this is not my favorite one, but it's if you have kids, it's worth watching. That, yeah. I would recommend it to my sister. This is not my favorite movie either, but there was there was definitely some good things about it. Yeah, I have a seven year old nephew. I would tell my sister to watch it with him. He's not seven. Yeah, he is. No. How old is he? He's eight. Oh, shit. Well, see, you didn't even know how old your nephew is. Let's see what's wrong with you. What kind of uncle are you, Bubs? Uh, hey, I'm the kind of uncle I that even cares. Knew what, I even knew how old he was. <laughs> I'm the kind of uncle that cares. <laughs> I'm the kind of uncle that cares, but not about age. He's eight. Okay, he's eight. I would tell my sister... Watch this by yourself, and then give my nephew a description about the movie. <laughs> I, I tell her to watch it with him. Oh my yes. goodness! Well, good babes. Would you recommend this film to your? Family? Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, there are some kids in my family that would be too young to watch this because they're only, you know, they're they're only toddlers. Oh. Um. I I don't know. I I'm not sure if my my nieces and nephew would watch it. Oh. Maybe my nephew might like it. I don't know, babes. I don't know. <laughs> um, they're in. They were into this um cartoon called Wreck It Ralph. I heard that one was a fun movie. I've heard about that. Yeah, I I don't I I'm guessing he's supposed to fix stuff. I don't know, babes. But I but they like that one. Nice. Um, I don't know if they would be into the Iron Giant, but maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, it's kind of a sci-fi type of a. A movie yes. with some funny things in it. Yes. Especially well, the part where he um drinks a lot of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> well, babes. Yes. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no. We talked about quite a bit, didn't we? We did. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. We did. And I think I deserve a kiss. You do? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I do. <laughs> Why? Why? Because I do. Okay. Bubs, stop it. Bubs, Bubs, you don't stop. I'm gonna squeeze your nose. You be good, boy. I always am. Well, here's a question for you. Oh, geez. What now? (laughs) Is it tough Mm -hmm. being with the never not good boy? Uh, the never not good boy isn't real. Yeah, that's me, babes. <laughs> is it? Do you feel like there's such a high standard to live up to since you're dating the never not good boy? No. Okay. 
that's a name he has given himself. And I think it's kind of funny, actually. Because it's so accurate. And by the way, I didn't give it to myself. A lot of people say that. No, it's a sometimes good boy. I, I, I hear, hey, and there goes the never not good boy. Nobody calls you that except for you calling yourself that. Uh, you'd be surprised, babes. Who? I don't want to say. Oh. You don't want to say because there is nobody. Uh, Donald Trump when he was in the uh, White House. You never heard that speech where Donald Trump references the Never Not Good Boy? You mean he actually he actually said, and I want to give a shout out to the Never Not Good Boy. He did. He did not. Yep, and he said, you know, your set's a good boy that I don't know if you're right for this administration, but we just want to acknowledge you as an American hero. Oh, bubs. Yep. Now you're going way too far with this. Oh, Barack Obama acknowledged me in a speech once. No, I don't believe that at all. Uh, Vladimir Putin said <laughs> that, like, I give him hope for America. Bubs, he's a Russian dictator. I know, but he said you can admire the never not good boy and still disagree with his political views. Bubs. What? Okay, that's enough now. Okay. <laughs> well, babes, yeah. do we cover enough stuff? We covered a lot. All right. We I did. Guess we'll wrap this up. Okay. Unless you had any dreams. No. All right. I don't remember. Nice. All right. Bye bye for now. Bye bye. Bye bye.